Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Tony and Dakota podcast. Obviously, this is not Tony and Dakota. We're going to be doing things a little bit differently today. We are going to be interviewing the owners of the show, Tony and Dakota. I'm Christian. My name is Andrew. And we work here at LTD. He's head of sales, and I'm just an assistant guy. So <laughs> we're, let's get this thing started. Oh, yeah. Ooh, yeah, thanks, buddy. Thanks for having us on. Yep. Yeah, welcome. <laughs> Thanks cool. for letting us do your guys' podcast. We're the hosts today, so you guys are in the hot seat. Mm-hmm. Who, who, whose idea was it? Was it Christian's idea or was it? It Andrew's was mostly idea? Christian's. Yeah, my idea. We're gonna get this thing going. So, Andrew, if you want to start us out, you want to ask a Tony and Dakota a nice question. Mm. Yeah, you're not allowed to ask them questions. <laughs> what do no, I want to start with? Um. Yeah, so I want to start with uh, just like what got you guys like even started with this journey from just walk us through kind of where you started in your guys' life from going back to when you guys were younger to kind of working your guys' previous jobs and then kind of go into, you know, starting the company and then, uh, you know, kind of just what happened from there. All right, so you want me to tell my whole life. All right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can go first. <laughs> well, I think the main difference between the way that you grew up, Andrew, and the way that I grew up is that uh, we, like, just got the Internet at, like, age 10, age 12. And so we didn't have any, like, entrepreneurial influences besides uh, folks who already had established small businesses and that sort of thing in town. And so uh, I thought that I had to go to college. That's what everybody told me. You have to go to college. And there wasn't very much evidence on the internet besides that, that that was basically it. So I was graduating high school at, you know, I was 17 years old and they asked you what you wanted to go for in college. And then I graduated at 18 and I didn't even develop entrepreneur uh, values until maybe I was like 21. Uh, I remember getting this book from this old man. It was uh, he just seemed super happy, and it was over a January internship I was doing for college. I was studying exercise science. He gave me the book, uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Mm-hmm. And then shortly after that, I, I found out that I actually did like reading. I thought that I hated reading. Uh, I just wasn't reading the right stuff. And what's crazy about high school and college is that they give you all of these, like, classics mm-hmm. from you know, authors who became famous after they died. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it was all like fiction or it was all supposed to be like an allegory or symbolic. And they would like push all this meaning out about what the books meant and that sort of thing. But it wasn't practical advice that could actually help you create freedom in your life. So I learned, even though I was going for exercise science, I learned that what I really actually enjoyed was developing myself. Mm. And so Elliot Hulse, I was watching a lot of his videos. He said, turn your car into a library Mm. and started uh, reading almost all the books that he recommended, like Eckhart Tolle's The Power of Now, um, The Secret. Uh, Bob Proctor was a big part of that one. Um, One of Dakota's favorites was Think and Grow Rich. And so those books kind of like expand your mind. And then the big one for me, after I got done with college, I went on to AmeriCorps. I was in a Barnes & Noble I saw the Dave Ramsey book right there, but I was like, I don't know, something tells me that that guy doesn't know. Like, he doesn't have the answer, because I had options. It was like either Dave Ramsey, Tony Robbins, which would have been okay, Mm -hmm. and then I saw this Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and the title grabbed me, and I was like, 
huh. And after I read the foreword and stuff, I was like, oh, this guy's going to give me the secret. He's going to talk about what the poor and the middle class do and what the rich do and how they're different. And so after I read that book, I was like, wow, passive residual income. And there's only like four vehicles to do that. And like the main one that allows you leverage that you can get started with little to no money is real estate. And so then I just started reading everything real estate. I had no interest in flipping houses, no interest in fixing things up. Like I uh, was painting Dakota's closet at his house and completely missed a room. And he was like, did you, did you paint this room? And I was like, yes. Why do you keep asking me? He's like, it does look like it got painted. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, that, that I messed that one up. That room actually never did get painted, but I didn't have any interest in houses it just happened to be that like it's one of the best vehicles for creating wealth and freedom and that was what i was on the pursuit of nice nice yeah so for me uh i grew up real poor like real poor uh like couldn't couldn't eat um different things like that especially from you know after foster care mostly so uh yeah i grew up in a interesting household with two sisters mostly so uh yeah, i was mostly with my mom but i was with my two sisters the whole time so i had a lot of female influence on my life which either like made me more open to females which is funny because i thought i understood females more but also it could have made me more masculine in the sense of like i had to become more dominant because i felt like all right man i got to be the man of the house and i got to step up for you know my family and stuff like that so it's interesting how it can go one of two ways it can either make you more dominant or you know have you be more open to feminine energy yeah so i feel like it did a little bit of both for me but um yeah i went to i grew up in foster care for a couple years and we we moved around a lot so there was not a whole lot of people that were around me that you know were the same except for my my sisters and uh yeah from there i mean after we got back again it was super rough we were super poor didn't have a whole lot of heat in the winter time had to share bathtub with like six kids it was Mm. it was insane um didn't have heating in the house and then a lot of the houses that we see that are like real rough and like there's no flooring there's literally no kitchen like countertops no Mm -hmm. sink stuff like that that was that was how we grew up and then also we had i remember i remember washing the dishes the way that we washed our dishes in our house was this big metal bowl that you just Mm. washed the dishes in so it's like that that bowl got real freaking dirty because yeah you just go put it in like a different sink but you couldn't wash the dishes so Mm -hmm. you know you got that one you put some soap in it and then you clean the dishes in that in that bowl so uh yeah that was mostly my childhood was just growing up extremely poor and then uh i kind of got rebellious in the sense of like you know i don't want to listen to my parents i want to listen to teachers different things like that people who told me certain things and then i look at their life i'm like i don't know if you actually know what you're what you're talking about and i remember everybody's always like eventually one day you're gonna look back and say that your parents were right and i'm like i still haven't gotten there uh, because I still think that like they taught a lot of great lessons. There's a lot of things that they did teach that were right, but at the same time, I still don't be like, oh yeah, they had it figured out and they were mm-hmm. telling me all this stuff. It's like, nah, I think they were almost just as wrong as I thought they were, and I think that I still help them with different things. But people, will be, they might be mad at me for saying <laughs> that, but it is what it is. Like yep. I really do feel that way. Of like, I, it's not like a, I'm like, oh now I think my parents do know everything, and like, nah, I can tell how just how broken i mean realistically we all are but anyway from there you know going to high school uh i did okay in high school um 
got you know mostly A's and B's, and then sometimes I get a C plus, and then I go talk to the teacher, be like, all right, how am I gonna get this to a B minus? Because you know I want to get those A's and B's, and yeah. so I negotiate with them. Uh, most of the time it works. And uh, anyway, so and then I got kicked out, which is funny. I got kicked out two of my years, uh, so I got kicked out my sophomore year and my senior year, and then I kept going to alternative school. Mm-hmm. Then I just flew through these tests because I was like, dude, screw this. I'm, I just want to be done. So ended up getting it all done. Graduated at 17, and then went really, really hard into the work, the workforce, um, and I just started working like physical labor, um, doing any job I could do. Had multiple jobs, three jobs at a time, just doing whatever I could to survive. Was making like twelve dollars an hour, or sixty hours a week. Just it was insane. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, from there, got into car sales eventually one winter, and then uh, after car sales, like I started reading books like what Tony talked about, Think and Grow Rich, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Have you guys read that, by the way? Um, I have not read that one yet. No, that is like either. never read it. That one is like the best one. So yeah, if you okay. guys can read that one, I would like I would literally put that as like the number one book that every single person needs to read. Yeah, say Rich Dad Poor Dad is an introduction to wealth creation, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. thinking differently, understanding leverage, knowing what the wealthy do that the poor and the middle class don't. Yeah, how to win influence, how to win friends and influence people is an introduction to personal development. Like mm-hmm. it's the best introduction yeah. Yeah. to it. Yeah, I like really. how to connect with people mm-hmm. and love and. Yeah, I liked Rich Dad Poor Dad just because like that was I think that was like the second or third book I read. I think the first one I read was uh, Ten Pillars of Wealth, mm. and then like the next one was like Millionaire Fastlane. There was like a sequence of five books that my uncle had me read, um, but Rich Dad Poor Dad was really good. But that's surprising too, is just because like that one, like you said, how to win uh, friends and influence is just like. I'm in sales now and then like sales background but like when I first got here I did not know how to talk to a single person like and like ha- build a relationship with somebody which like I still struggle with that outside of sales and like that I'm really good at putting that personality on to like connect with somebody um, when we're purchasing their property or like building that relationship but like that's something I still struggle with outside is like building relationships with just like normal human beings or just day-to-day people so mm-hmm. um, that's something I like would love to read or just like you know like you said like the your car is a vehicle and more listen to like jeremy minor more he just talks about like that stuff too like he preaches that and i've just been like doing that now every single day before work like just reading books now or listening to books in the car listening to podcasts and like doing that stuff because like i want to grow my you know level of thinking or like what i say Mm -hmm. so yep I hope your car is a vehicle. Yeah, I mean, your car is a library. Yeah, yeah library, <laughs> library. It's the vehicle, the library, the vehicle that can, you know. Yeah, learning vehicle. Yeah, learning. Vehicle. That's better, but. Yeah, but I would say that definitely that should definitely be at the top of people's list to to read is how to win friends and influence how to win friends and influence people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but then from there, so after after you know, I started reading books like that. Then I read Rich Dad Poor Dad eventually, and then you know. You guys know the story, but mm-hmm. you know oh, yeah. Logan reaches out, says, "Hey, you're interested?" Yes, and then uh, I was like, "If I'm gonna do it, then Tony's got to be in it." So mm-hmm. then we we all got started that way, and then uh, yeah, just started off with two of us with a goal to get to 80 rentals, and uh, then the goal changed about midway through, and we decided that we wanted to bring other people on and really start flipping and wholesaling. And have you been thinking about investing in real estate? It's not like what you see on HGTV. We created a course to show you how to really invest and create a profitable flipping and wholesaling business. We show you where to find the money, how to find the deals, and how to negotiate the deals. We go over live sales calls including negotiations, scripts, role playing, and so much more. 
Everything that you need to know to flip houses is in this course. And if there's a video that we didn't make that you want, we'll make it for you. This knowledge has made us well over a million dollars and it's available right now for $9.97. Click the link below, buy the course. Mm -hmm. Now awesome. we're all here, now you guys are here doing a podcast. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. Um, one thing I noticed you guys kept saying over and over again is the word influence. So I just wanted to know, to get to this point, what were like, who are the three most influential people in your life that got you to be who you are today? You don't even have to, they don't even have to know you. It could be someone that wrote a book, but who are some people that really influenced and influenced you to who you are? Mm. The big folks who I connected with on YouTube was first Elliot Hulse. So he's gotten a little bit more radical at this point. He's more difficult to follow. I don't even watch his videos anymore, yeah. but he used to post a video a day. And he was that guy who, like, when whenever he would post a video, I'd watch it start to finish. So Elliot was the first guy. And then I feel like my value shifted, and then Jordan Peterson gave me some answers to some questions that, like, I already knew the answer, but I didn't know how to articulate it. Mm -hmm. He's so good at figuring out how to answer in a, quest a question in such a way. Like, he's really long-winded like I am. But he answers <laughs> the question in such a way that it's elegant, beautiful, but also you completely understand the entire concept by the time he's done talking. Mm. And then uh, I'm trying to think of who the last one would be. I can think of two as well. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've, I've got a lot on my wall when it comes to uh, people who have influenced me in the past. And, like, I would say it's got to be a split between somebody like Gary Brecka because I love his stuff. Tim Ferriss was a huge one for me early on. Um and then, man, maybe even Grant Cardone, as far as like guys who who kind of changed some things for me. Ed Milet is another good one. I know that one's a lot bigger for Dakota. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm a combination of like 12 dudes that yeah. I used to follow yeah. all the time. Yeah, it's okay. <clears throat> I would say for me is definitely Ed Milet is number one. I mean, I've listened to him for for seven years, and he exemplifies a lot of what I do. I feel like he's like a very, very structured, good business guy, but he also cares a lot about his family, his faith, and he's very like, uh, um, yeah, he just cares a lot. It's funny because I feel like I am more like Grant, and I want to be more like Ed. Like, I'd rather be more like Ed, and that, that is more of, like, the way that I want to be. But I feel like I automatically, my default is for me to be more like Grant, more, like, assertive, more, like, confrontational. And, right. like, that's my go-to. But it's not who I want to be. That's, like, I don't want to be that guy. But I would say Ed Milet is definitely uh, very influential. Dude, the, it, the funny thing is, and I'm, like, I'm not just saying that because you're the interviewer, but yeah. but your dad, uh, Nate Mosley, mm -hmm. was, was very influential in my life. And... Um, yeah, when I was, you know, 18, jeez, <laughs> when I was 18, um, I was struggling with like my faith and, uh, yeah, I just remember asking a lot of hard questions and he was like one of the few people that was mm -hmm. like willing to answer some hard questions. Most people were like, oh man, you just got to have faith and blind faith and all this stuff. But <clears throat> wow <laughs> he was actually like there to like be like no like here's some different thoughts and some different ways and really help me work through it. it's like dude faith is not an illogical thing like it it does make sense and here's a different way to think about it and he's just he was really there and like actually willing to answer questions and like i don't think that i would have came to faith without god putting him in my life so 
yeah, I'd say that he is definitely very, very influential. And, um, man, number three. Those are the first two that come to mind. They were, like, huge. I would say those are the two big ones. I mean, obviously, yeah. like Tony said, there's a lot of other people that influence Grant Cardone, all those different mm -hmm. Rich Dad, Poor Dads, or Robert Kiyosaki. I mean, all the people that I listen to, Bigger Pockets, all of that stuff. I mean, obviously, real estate's changed a lot of my life as well. And where we're at today, I mean, when I watch Grant Cardone, literally on that uh, uh, Undercover Billionaire, yeah, that was a show that he did, and then he started hiring people, and that was what, like, initiated the thought as well and then ryan pineda i mean we basically modeled our our business off of ryan pineda so he's been a huge influence um so yeah i would say that just like tony the last one is a huge combination of a lot of different people that is kind of like helped with the business the business mindset but you know ed helps with relationships with like managing everything and then nate really helped me with my faith and then yeah everybody else is kind of mixture that i just learned from to help me with sales and with business and with all that other stuff we got some honorable mentions here too. Okay, okay. <laughs> Andrew Huberman's pretty awesome. I love a lot of his stuff. Uh, David Goggins, whenever mm, I need uh, that like yeah. push to get out of bed in the morning or like to get down in that cold water. Uh, and then for a female influence, I'd say Marie Forleo for a minute, like right after her 10X, I started watching all of her stuff. She has some really great things to say. And then Jesse Itzler, mm. he just puts things in such a way that like they're so relatable because mm -hmm. he seems so like kind-hearted, genuine. He's like wealthy and funny about his wealth too. Like he's, yeah. mm -hmm. he's just all over the place, charismatic guy, but also he can like get you to go to that place where you're like, oh shit, I forgot what's important. Let me remember mm -hmm. real quick, so. Yeah. That's awesome. And then kind of like going off of that, obviously, like, you know, the people that are influential to you guys in your past have got you to like where you're at now. Um, you know, going back to that, when people like uh, you get looked up to them or they give you all this advice and different things like that, how do you know what to do with what the other person says to you? Like what made you guys like take action on all those mentors and people you guys looked up to from like you know the beginning to like what made you like what was that like moment where you're just like here's like the switch or like here's i'm gonna take that next step to like uh, implement these things into my life that like i'm trying to figure out or like get to i think it comes from doing because like dakota came to me back in high school and was like hey man i want to like build some muscle and stuff i was like here's this workout that i gave to like four other people and they all quit <laughs> they were so like yeah screw that dude that sucks i'm not doing that for very long dakota did it for like two months and put on like 10 pounds real quick because his body wasn't used to that amount mm -hmm. of volume and he hadn't really done strength training and stuff before and so like you said like the people who helped us get to where we're at it's like man i don't know i think we got to where we're at mm -hmm. because we did the work Correct. And we allowed them to kind of like help us make adjustments mm -hmm. to the ship. Just like, you know, Jay Redding, one of our mentors talks about like, it's a lot easier to help somebody steer a ship if it's already moving. Mm -hmm. it's, yeah. If it's not moving, then like, they're just kind of wasting their own time. They're wasting your time. Right. Like mindset without skill set is delusion. If they're doing 100%. nothing, then yeah. Yeah, I would say, uh, for me, I always just run it through a filter. Like, okay, this person's telling me 
Uh, they have their own baggage, their own mm -hmm. things. They have their own successes. And what, what are they, like, what is it that they're telling me here? So then I just run it through me. Okay, where am I going? What am I trying to accomplish? Is it similar to what they're trying to accomplish? If they said this was what worked for them and they're where I want to be at, then I'm like, okay, what are the steps that they took to get there? And is that a life that I want to live in that area? And mm -hmm. then I basically put it through that filter of like, what do I want for my life? And that's the most important question that you have to ask yeah. yourself first before you ever decide like, okay, I'm going to take this advice, be like, okay, where they're at is that where I mm -hmm. want to be at as well in that area and so that's what I always think that I've run the filter through is like okay is this true is this actually going to help me is this what helped them is that where I want to be at and I just kind of run it through all of those different uh filters in my life yeah. and make sure that it's like aligning with who I am and where I want to go because that's what I see a lot of other people do too is they see a goal, they see something that they want, they go out, they get it, and then it was like never who they were or what they wanted or mm -hmm. it, it went against their values. I see a lot of people who chase money and it goes against their values in order to get it and then they lost who they were and then they end up depressed. Yep. It's like, dude, if you have to go against your values in order to get something that you want, it's not worth it. And yeah. so ask yourself that. I remember I was actually just listening to another guy that talked at a, at a small event that I was at and I heard the guy and he was talking about uh, I thought that he was talking about his partner and how he's like yeah I have friends and then you know like uh, I kind of took advantage of this guy like he, he was kind of like bragging about it I found out that that was not what he was saying but I thought that was what he was saying and yeah. I was like dude I don't at that point I almost checked out mm -hmm. because I'm like dude our values don't yeah. align like you mm -hmm. value that money that other mm -hmm. stuff more than you value like uh, uh, um, or you value money more than you value your friendships and all yeah. that stuff. So then I can't align. I don't, I, I can't listen as much mm -hmm. unless I align with their values yeah. and with what they're saying about it. So like, yeah, if they're giving me business advice and they're willing to screw people mm -hmm. over and stuff, I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm just not willing to do that. So I would say first, before you ever like take advice or anything, go deep down and say, mm -hmm. okay, what is important to me? What are my values? And like, order them and I know this is a, a thing that they do in NLP is they literally order the values what's number one what's number two what's number three like put them in order of importance yeah. and then if you ever like and I think money is important but it's mm -hmm. like I would consider money one of the values but money is never over truth money is yeah. never over ethics money is like and you guys have seen that yeah. which is why we've done well it's never over yeah. our word it's never over anything like that so I would like align those things find out what it is and then f like take the advice and filter it through who yeah. you guys are definitely no, 100%. What's, what's funny too is like of my the people who i like idolized uh there was never anybody who i was like oh i want their life mm -hmm. right like you know i like the lead singer of slipknot i did not want to <laughs> like that, that, that was like so cool to me from like you know senior year to like freshman of college i was like mm -hmm. i want to be a rock star and then i started thinking about it and i was like that is not the life that i want actually and then you you know you look at people like jordan peterson like that guy is depressed mm -hmm. he's he, like he deals he helps so many people but like he's got the same um, vices as a lot of like really great psychiatrists, mm. ty psychologists throughout history, where like the reason why he's so good at it is because he's had to deal, he's had to live with himself for so long. Mm -hmm. He's got a lot going on. I don't want to be him. I don't want to be Elliot Hulse. Mm -hmm. I don't even think I really want to be Ryan Pineda. Like, I don't know if I want 14 companies. Like, he's got <laughs> doing all the yeah. different things that he's doing. Well, I was thinking about it though, and I was like, who would I want to be like? A uh, guy that I didn't mention is Chris Crone. Mm. I like his 
setup because he's like, I, I work 20 to 30 hours and he talks about how he maximizes his schedule. So he's all about looking at partnerships, looking, he has a franchises, he's got a jet, he can go anywhere in the world that he wants to. He's homeschooling his kids. Uh, he basically took his values and then was like, okay, stop my business, put the brakes on everything, shut everything down. I want to create the life that I want. How can I do that? And he mm-hmm. like reverse organized, like mm-hmm. reverse yeah. organized everything. So yes. as I was just thinking hours? about it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Chris Cohn says he talks about leasing everything too. Like he, he sleeps like midnight to 4 a.m. Yeah. every day. But that is crazy. Like he does get to maximize his life then. Like yeah. if he's only working 20 to 30 hours a week, then he really does spend like six hours with his kids every yep. day. Yeah. He really does spend like two hours in the gym mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, i saw that reel that he posted of him talking about his like daily routine and schedule but i like him too because he just seems super down to earth he's, he's seems, like yeah. very real about like here's what you can do or like he's very realistic what he's like putting out there on social media from what i've seen but based like going off of what you guys said I, one thing that i struggled with like when i started or like getting into stuff is like when somebody would tell me something I thought whatever advice they were giving me is like I had to take their advice and believe every single thing they said and I tried taking what they told me and like doing exactly what they said instead of like like I was getting the wrong like the advice from like the wrong people of like the answer that I was looking for like the direction Mm -hmm. I was wanting to go and like I don't think until I started like getting up here and getting around my uncle and other people when I kind of started that entrepreneurial journey I was just taking advice or asking the wrong people that have never done it and then I was like you know like questioning myself of like what do they know or like I was just so confused so I think that has definitely helped like all of us uh from being up here just like just like getting advice from the right people that care about you that want you to succeed and that have already experienced and done it and like I was trying to get advice from people that haven't done it and like they were the answer instead of like you said have that filter like listen to what they're saying and then like you know if if it doesn't align with your goals or values then like you don't need to listen to that or take their advice but if it's going to align with your values or like what you're kind of looking for then you can have that conversation deeper pulling data lists like vacant houses mortgage foreclosures and tax delinquent properties is important to direct to seller marketing batch leads is the main platform where we store our sellers data and skip trace owners for their phone numbers emails and addresses on other platforms you end up having to pay twice for the same contact if you've already skip traced it my favorite thing about batch leads is that if you skip traced a contact once you never have to pay for that contact again batch leads has sms texting campaigns direct mail marketing and driving for dollars app integrated in a simple to use interface click the link below and try batch leads today yeah, and most of the time that's exactly what i'm going to say and when you ask me a question yeah. i'm like oh, okay well let's go back to you yep. because like you're asking the question maybe not for the answer yeah maybe you haven't thought about why you're even asking the question and right. it's like you know you got to go back way further than just the answer i can give you the answer mm-hmm. but if like the answer like gets you further away from where you want to go right. and you're climbing the wrong mountain and right. you don't even realize it then like you got to go back to a further question which i feel like a lot of people forget they ask a question they want the answer so bad yeah. but they don't think about what is the point yeah like what do you get what's it like do longevity wise and i think too uh going off that like that you've helped me like you've helped me with that a bunch because like i come to you because i'm like so just i always want people to like hold my hand or like guide me or like you know like i feel more comfortable doing it that way and like you guys have pushed me a lot and all of us in here just be like 
like you, you, you're your own person. Like you choose what you want. You choose the life you want to live. Like you choose the thoughts and feelings you want to feel. So like that's been a huge like benefit of growing up and just like growing within a, a bigger growing organization, mm-hmm. um, which is nice because I feel like people like during like life or a normal corporate job or whatever it may be, like you're not in there to learn anything. You're not getting any like value, just working for a paycheck. So like mm-hmm. to have somebody actually, and like you're asking people in there for stuff that they don't even know. And I feel like personally, like people that are just working a normal job or doing like that sort of lifestyle, like they don't even know what they want. Mm-hmm. So once you get around a group of people that know what they actually want, what their values are, and you can align those together and then individually. And then like you said, do those things, which thank God for Coach Kelly, cause he's helping all of us with that. Um, but then we can just all grow as like better people and then help each other out. But we're, it's like realistic. It's not like fake. It's a real life, actual thing, which is like very, very irreplaceable. Yeah. One thing I want to say about that is, uh, you said knowing what you want and I wouldn't say that we know Yeah. what I would say is we continue to search Search. and we continue to go reevaluate. Cause I'm not going to like, dude, I always tell people that I'm like, I'm not going to say that I know what I want. Everybody sees me a lot of like, Oh, you know what you want and you're going after. Like I've always had that. Yeah, exactly. You have it figured out and I don't, I never have, and I never will, but Mm -hmm. I'm continuing to search just because I have not figured it out or like, you know, have been still working on it. Doesn't mean that I'm not going to pursue it because it is getting me closer Mm -hmm. to who I'm supposed to be and who I'm meant to be, but it doesn't mean that I have it figured out. It's like, Mm. we're in pursuit of it all the time. And that's what I always ask people to do is how do you get in the pursuit of it? How do you get closer to the person Mm. that you're meant to be the person that you want to be again? Like I talked about earlier, I feel like I'm more like Grant, but I don't want to be I want to be more like Ed. So how do I do that? How do I do that with my actions? How do I do that with my daily life? Mm -hmm. And so it's not like I figured it out. It's more like I'm figuring it out. And we're figuring it out. And we're figuring it out together. And I think whenever you go from that context, it's easier to help other people because Because a lot of times you get in the judgment side of like, oh, well, you're not where I'm at. Yeah, you're not because we're all figuring it out. And I'm not where other people are because I'm still figuring it out. And everybody's figuring out. And anybody who thinks they got it figured out then looks at everybody lower than them is like a less than. And like that's not the way that I view anybody is because I feel like we're all in the same boat. Mm -hmm. We're all just figuring it out. Yeah, no, 100%. Um, just one thing going off of that real quick it's like people like I've experienced that too like just throughout high school or going being way younger and like making the money I have or like being around the people I have or like things like that people are like you have to figure out dude like you like you're this or you're that or like you won't hang out with me now because I'm like this lower level person or whatever like that's like you're not necessarily like a lower level person it's just you have an experience or like chose to do the things that like I have or like you align with yeah that align with so like I've got down to that like uh, people say like when you start growing or changing your life and you have a vision for like something bigger than yourself that you're going to lose like people that you were friends with along the way or like people that you talked to in high school or college or whatever it may be and i've noticed that recently and like throughout the last couple years of my life from being up here and just the growth is like i've seen like who's there for me and who's not and i've seen like the values and different things like that but people want to put like a uh, a negative emotion or like a negative burden on you because of what you chose to do yeah. uh, with your values and stuff or like where you were aligning to where you wanted to be with who you surrounded yourself with. And it's very interesting how people think that way and then put this negative emotion or like perspective on you of what they think you are 
when like mm-hmm. you know they don't know you they don't know you i literally just had somebody do that to me literally today had, right before we talked about it that. yesterday okay. it happened to me like yesterday two days ago i was asking somebody like hey like you want to come up and you know see see my new house or just come visit or whatever and it's just like oh you haven't talked to me or that's this exactly or that. what they said to you me you haven't talked to me and like you know what you did to me and like yeah. have fun with all that money and like that money's never gonna <laughs> that's like, exactly what they said to all, me you're gonna lose all your friends and just chasing this money and like have fun with that money Hope, hopefully you sleep better at night and i'm just like so this is re- this yeah, like, what, what is that is so what that is is actually their insecurities their issues and stuff that they're now putting on you yeah. but i had the same exact thing literally happen to me so i reached out to somebody who i was going to talk to about something completely different and then they basically said that like oh well you weren't there for me and you haven't reached out in a couple months and stuff i'm like okay I'm, I'm living a life too and like I want to be there for people and like I am if anybody's there for me like you guys know 100%. if you ask for me I'm there yeah. if you need help yeah. I'm there but like uh, I always put it on the person there and like if I see somebody struggling obviously I'm going to say something and I'm like hey I'm noticing this but I can't see everybody mm-hmm. all the time like right. that's ins- it's insane <laughs> yeah. but anyway he said that same exact thing same thing to me of like hey you weren't there so have a good life he literally yeah. said have a good life and yeah. then he started saying stuff about oh your money and you're this and yeah. you're that and I'm like that's that's very interesting that you perceive me that way yep. yeah because that's not the way that I am at all and the, and then the interesting thing is the people who think that I'm that way and I always ask everybody whenever like well I heard this about you I heard that about you it's like were they very close to me yeah no they mm-hmm. weren't so anybody that's close to me knows I'm not about money they know that money is important to me and it yep. matters but dude you look at how much money that we give away like so freely and like to everybody and even like the situation with louise it's just like well we'll do what's right Mm -hmm. that's like it was like three grand there you go we'll we'll give you what's right sure like uh we're gonna do what we said so yeah it's obviously not about money it's about their own perception that's that's really being clouded are you letting deals fall through the cracks because you don't have good systems in place? We've been there before, and honestly, we've tried several different CRMs, and RE Simply has been the absolute best. RE Simply tracks your KPIs, does automatic follow-ups for you, and even records incoming phone calls. The system is very easy to use, and honestly, it has more features than we even know what to do with. If you're looking for a great CRM, try RE Simply today. Click the link in the description below. Check it out now. And that's that's the thing too is like the money comes with that but it's like the person you're creating yourself to be every day or like the things you're putting yourself through or like the daily just lifestyle people don't people to see the end result of the money you're like real estate's money or whatever it may be or just like seeing your results or success or post or like whatever it may be and they're judging that or judging you and then putting money behind it as like a bad thing but then it's like if they had that then like what are they going to do now if they experience that like who are you going to be now as a person so like the money is just a a thing like there to like help generate to like the vehicle to like go further but like Mm. it's like the the only way that's going to come is like if you're growing yourself like you can just be like the worst person ever and like make a lot of money but it can go away like that you can be you can know nothing about money or how to manage it get a lot of it go away like that so it's just, again, like you said, values aligning the vision of, like, what do you actually want with your life? Yeah, so, I only I only end uh, friendships if their values don't align with me. And, if, like, if they're yeah. straight up values, if I'm like, dude, you're now dishonest, you're this, you're that. All right, well, yeah. hey, like, unfortunately, I can't be friends with you anymore. But uh, I've seen, like, you know, there's, like, this friendship. Like, yeah. it's hard because this is what I'll say about this, and then we can go on to another yeah. subject. Okay. Yeah. 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 Go on to this it. one a lot. But we've been... Uh, I noticed that these people who are feeling this way are actually hurting. And that's what I have to remember yeah. is like, these people are hurting. And then they, they like felt like they weren't like, you know, loved. And so then they lash out 
um, by saying that and then they're pushing away like they're doing it to themselves but at the same mm -hmm. time like that's what they really want is to be loved and cared for so I, I want to remind myself of that but then also yep. like if somebody else pushes away then I'm more like okay hey you know let me know when you're ready and I hope you have a good life too yep. so like come back to me if you're interested yeah um, and I would love to have a relationship with you but I will actually end a friendship if like uh, if you continue like one is a big one for me is lying um, yeah. so if you lie to me and you continue to lie if you lie to me and then you admit that you lied dude like it happens we lie to each other we do that stuff but it, and it's okay but like let me know that you lied like right. yeah dude I lied I'm sorry like yep. you know say that and like it'll be okay but whenever you continue to like say stuff then yeah then that's why i think tony and i've been good friends for so long is because like you know we don't agree on a lot of different things and we live different lives but like our values mm -hmm. to the core of like loyalty truth honesty authenticity like those values i think are pretty much very close and aligned with yeah. like they're very high on our list it seems like yeah is it, yeah. what are your top three well now i'm interviewing yeah. it's okay. <laughs> okay. i think i have my uh, life values in here i mean one of the main ones was that i think it kind of came from like an, a negative standpoint almost but is autonomy so that's mm. more of a negative value where like the reason why i want autonomy is so that what is no autonomy <laughs> well my <laughs> definition was like so that nobody can tell me what to do mm. so it's, oh, gotcha. it's more about freedom that's why we're such yeah. friends. <laughs> Anybody yeah. would. <laughs> but uh, a positive potential future is actually my first one. Mm -hmm. So knowing that, like whatever I'm doing, and that was that was one that I didn't have that developed yet because I couldn't really see if LTD was gonna pay off in the beginning, and so I was like less uh, certain, and mm -hmm. that was that was tougher. Like mm -hmm. a positive potential future, personal growth and development is number two. Number three on my life is Presley, and number four is autonomy. Nice. Gotcha. Mm. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, just going off of, like, your guys' values and stuff, obviously to keep your values and reach your goals, you have to instill some principles or disciplines into your life to help you, you know, stay in line with those values or reach the goals that you want to reach. So I just wanted to ask you guys, what principles or, um, I guess, discipline or action that you take in your life, what has helped you? Uh, reach this point I know we've talked a little bit about it but just more on a day-to-day -day basis like what do you do that helps you achieve what you want to achieve I would say I've got canvases all up on my wall in my house and so I can mm -hmm. just like go through all those canvases because I feel like each one is like a is meaningful to me mm. Warren Buffett's is my favorite and he just says the best investment you can make is in yourself and so anytime there's like a course a class or whatever like I'm like I'm willing to consider this perspective and add yeah. it to yeah. my tools and strategies to create a better me and then uh, there's another one um, to, that reminds me to get out of fear it reminds me to get out of fear and like to have more fun and it's from rick and morty and it's just to, <laughs> to live is to risk mm. it all mm. ah. and so that Which one's like the thing that gets me motivated to jump out of a plane because it was really difficult mm. for me to go skydiving right. the first time the second time was a little bit better and then what about the one thing when you were you were going through that one thing of uh putting how many days you had left on the earth oh yeah yeah, yeah that one's that one's valuable um i would i just did it for a little while and then I gauged my mood and that sort of thing mm. and then I was like you know I don't know if that is helping me so I took it off 
Okay. Mm. That was something okay. that I did for a while, but I'm just like, I don't know if it's helping me right now. Mm. So it wasn't serving me anymore. I decided to stop doing it. Um, the, oh, there's, there's an Elon Musk one. I tried to give it to Dakota. He wasn't as interesting because it's like <laughs> Elon had just got done smoking pot when he was on the <laughs> oh, Joe, yeah, Rogan Joe Rogan podcast. But mm-hmm. I like the philosophy and it's like sometimes, you know, I love mindset stuff and that sort of thing. But his, his message was like optimism, pessimism, like, fuck that. We're going to do it regardless. Mm. Like when you're certain about something and you're headed in a direction and you know that you're going to accomplish it at some point you're just like i'm i'm in it for the results yeah yeah and so uh i mean things fall apart like i was talking about this psi event we're having tomorrow (laughs) and i'm like everything's falling apart and coming together because it's happening at the same time it's gonna happen no matter what i'm committed to it like doesn't matter if I feel good or I feel bad about it. Like I'm gonna get there and put on the mask and the curtains are gonna open and it's gonna be like a musical theater performance. Like I'm there being the character, doing the thing, delivering the performance to these people because I fucking said I was gonna do it. Yeah. Yeah. So those are a few for me. Gotcha. That's awesome. I like that. Yeah, what I would say for me, this like gotten me to the point. There's a lot of different things that I think about that I do that's a little bit different than other people. One is definitely going to be my discipline, which I know is like one of the things that you said is like, what are your yeah. disciplines? And I'll get into that. But I would say just having discipline in general, regardless of how I feel, I've I've been through a lot of different things, and like I've had times that I don't even want to be here sometimes. And then it's like I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to be yeah. here. I'm going to show up, and I'm going to give it like my all for that day. And it might look different. Like you know, my my six might look different than my ten, but mm-hmm. at the same time, I'm going to show up and I'm going to give whatever I have for that day, which might be a ten for that day. So that's something that I feel like I do, and like I it, I would say that this is like one area that I do it really well. Sometimes you know it's not as good with like relationships and stuff like that. I feel like I sometimes don't give the relationship everything that I possibly could that day which is might be why I struggle in that whenever I don't want to I I choose to not do certain things in relationships so it's interesting how you know what to do a lot of times and then we choose not to do it same thing with like working out so there's been a lot of times I don't feel like working out that's something I've done consistently my entire life Mm -hmm. of working out is like since I was probably like I don't know 12 to 14 somewhere around there since then you know I just done that so that's something that I've done consistently uh, being truthful um, just to myself and like uh, just like choosing truth overall. So like that's that's helped me to evaluate life. Okay, what is the truth in this situation? What is the truth about and being honest with yourself? What was my intentions? What was I doing this for? Was I being manipulative? And then when people give me feedback, it's like, okay, let me run this through my truth meter. And then like, you know, as you grow, the better you get at that because before everybody's out to get you and it's all about like, you know, them just trying to hold you down and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Then you start to realize, ah, maybe there's some truth to what they were saying. There was, it's not all the way the truth and I took that. Oh, that's not all the way true. And then I flip it and I was really good at that. But then it's like, okay, how much of that is true? It's not necessarily black and white of, yeah, that's either true or it's not true. It's like how much of what they said is true and how much is not and start to really depicting that. But I would say that that's helped me a lot with my daily disciplines on like, I'm not just gonna like take things at surface level and like, oh, Yep, that makes sense. Okay, I believe that. No, I'm going to really like think about that and see if that actually makes sense, which goes yeah. into strategy. I strategize every single day of like, okay, does this make sense? How am I going to get what I want? How am I going to strategize my life to live this certain way? That's something that I do all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but the biggest thing that I would say is like learning growth. Like that's something that I'm always interested in, learning and growing. But the biggest thing that I feel like that I do that have made me the confident person that I am is 
not losing myself in pursuit of what I want. I will not choose to go and put myself in a situation where I have to be dishonest, where I have to feel like I'm lying, where I have to feel like I'm manipulating, where I have to feel like I'm going against who I am in order to make other people happy. I'm just not willing to do that. And I think that has been the biggest thing that has helped me to like do what I want to do in my life because I'm just not willing to. And I tell people that even in friendships, I'm like, dude, like I want a friendship with everybody. I want to be friends with everybody. Mm -hmm. But if that means that like you want me to change who I am mm -hmm. in order for you to like me, I'm not willing to do that. And I'm not willing to do that for anybody. If I choose that I want to be different, then that's okay. I'll, I'll choose my difference and I can take your input to say, hey, I don't like this about you. And I might look at myself and say, do I like that about me? Mm -hmm. And then I decide if I want to change or not. But if somebody's like, hey, I don't like this, and I want you to change this and I decide not to that's when the, maybe a friendship will end but I would say those are some of the things that I do in my daily life that's like helped me really be the person that I am and able to accomplish the things that I've been able to accomplish because I know who I am and I, I don't have a problem with like letting people know it. and if they don't like me that's okay yeah. and if they do then like dude we're gonna we're gonna be really good friends yeah, yeah I, I really thought, respect that I just thought of another canvas that I got it's just a picture of Khabib looking up and I just love the way that Khabib uh, fought in the UFC. And then he would always say, like, stay humble, brother. Mm. Like, nobody stays on top in this game forever. He was talking about yeah. fighting. Mm -hmm. right. But he just meant that, like, only God gets to decide if you win or you lose. I do all the work I can to, like, give God the most, like, <laughs> the most motivation to award me as the winner. But, like, ultimately, we're still just people. Yeah, like we're spiritual beings having a human experience. There's, there's uh, nothing that guarantees your success. Yep. Yeah, reminding yourself of what's important is definitely huge too. Of like, that's actually. I mean, that's part of like who you are. Of like, is exactly what Tony's talking about. Yeah. Remind yourself of who you are and mm -hmm. whose you are. And if you remind yourself of what's important, then you realize, like, like you said, the money, this, this stuff, like everything that we think is so important in the moment. Then you realize, oh gosh, like in the grand scheme of things. It's really not as important as like, you know, the love, the care, how we do things. It's not about mm -hmm. what we do, it's how we do the things that we do, in my opinion. So that, that's kind of what I mean by being honest and truthful and like values and all that stuff. It's like, it's not about what we accomplish, what we do, which I still think is important. I think everybody should go out there and accomplish as much as you can possibly accomplish, but don't do it at the sacrifice of you changing your values or like not being aligned with who you are. And like, yeah, mm -hmm. like, like going against God or whatever you believe in. Yeah. So. Yeah. I've, I've felt that a lot because like I've lost a lot of friends just cause like mm. I've just like have such more of a bigger picture of just like what I actually want to go for now. And now I'm in a spot where it's just like, I can really maximize on that. And I've lost friends along the way. Cause I felt like I had to change myself or like I had to do something that like I didn't feel was right just to, for them to like, like me. And then deep down, like it just didn't align with like who I actually wanted to become as a person who I was like being in that moment. So like, I've lost a lot of friends from just that stuff, but it's not for like the worse, it's for the better. Cause like at the end of the day, you gotta do what's best for you but I'm not gonna switch myself or like my morals or values just to like be friends with a person for what reason or like what kind of yeah. value am I gonna get from that just to go down the wrong path to like not go for, to like the path that like I wanna go just to make that other person happy or whatever maybe, but. I just, I just had a random thought. I wanna throw in a random story. Dakota had a, this guy who was a doctor ask him when he was gonna finish his education. So Dakota's, making pretty good money in car sales. And he was like, mm -hmm. when are you gonna finish your education? Because okay. Dakota said that he'd just graduated high school. Mm -hmm. And Dakota's thinking like, um, I'm 
I'm done. But yeah. I think uh, what would have been an even better response is like, never. I'm never going to be done learning, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a great Cardone yeah. response. But like to me, I was just, I for some reason that popped in my head when you started talking about some of the things you were talking about earlier. And I was just like, oh, that would have been perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember that doctor or anything like that or having the conversation. But yeah, that's a that's definitely something that I see is like I didn't it was like rich dad poor dad I didn't even know that I love to learn Mm -hmm. until I got out of school because that's when I found out that I actually do like to learn I do want to grow in school I just like I thought that was the only way and so like dude I don't like to learn yeah I thought that's how I felt (laughs) like I was like I hate I hate reading books I hate all this stuff but I feel like recently the last couple months uh, and you guys have been very influential with it and Kelly has and like you know just now that we're growing bigger of just like if I want to get to this certain level or if I want to level up in my life or if I want to take these different positions or like if I want to like you know keep going with this like I might have to do some more personal development or I might have to like do some more you know reading or just like do these different things that I know I enjoy doing and have done it before but it's just one of those sacrifices you got to make to you know go to the next level or if I want to be this high value person or like be like these people I like look up to I'm about to do like these daily things and I realize when I'm not doing it it like I'm fighting myself because I know that aligns with my vision but I'm fighting myself to like having these emotions in my head of just not wanting to do it but then when I do it I like feel better and I'm like okay I, I learned a lot from this or like I got a couple things from here that I can implement here just like different things like that I feel like the mindset has switched in like the last couple months yeah. and I've like felt more positive about you know being who I am or just being around other people I feel like I can have better quality conversations with my relationships. Yeah, one yeah. word I would say to, to uh, reevaluate is uh, sacrifice. So it's interesting if you just replace that with invest. Invest. Yeah, hey, I'm, I'm mm. sacrificing. No, I'm investing. Mm. I'm investing in myself. I'm investing in my future, mm. you know? Yeah, yeah, I think invest is even closer. I was going to say enjoy, but enjoy. I noticed that too with your with your words right away, like neuro-linguistic programming. I was like, sacrifice. Yeah. I guess, <laughs> yeah, sacrifice, like, like doing whatever it takes to, like, like there's a positive emotion at the end of it, but like there's like I gotta sacrifice, so I gotta do things I'm uncomfortable with, yeah, to better myself, even though I'm like investing into myself. But um, yeah, I, I have a question like specific for Tony. I was thinking about it yesterday. How did you how did you like manage having Presley early on um, and still managing like business? Like what kind of you know emotions did you feel? Like what were some of the struggles? Like were you uncertain and or have any like you know confusion on like okay I'm getting ready to have my first child my daughter and then we're also running this business or like getting started in it like what made you like take action while still having the daughter how did you manage your emotions and like overcome that stuff so I did a terrible job (laughs) (laughs) I had a panic attack like maybe a week before because the AmeriCorps I had I feel like I was starting to get tired of bureaucracy, rules, uh, structure, that sort of thing. And that's what AmeriCorps was. Mm. It was a government service program. They had uniforms. You had to wear them to the trainings. Mm. And the trainings were just people talking. But they wanted you in full uniform with your with your work boots on, with your belt on, with your shirt tucked in. Mm-hmm. And then I was staying up late because I was meeting new people. And then if you like tried to sleep or anything like during the trainings, they'd like tap you on the shoulder and be like, hey, go stand up at the back of the room. They didn't even let you sleep on the desk. Like you had to go stand up at the back of the room so that you wouldn't fall asleep. And then uh, I was drinking a lot of coffee. 
in order to make up for the lack of sleep and I ended up on a very large antibiotic and so my body was kind of in like a panic mode Mm -hmm. and then uh anxiety wise I kept feeling like tightness in my throat and like a disconnect between who I was and where I was like I wasn't where I the anywhere that was aligning with my values and so I had a panic attack my I was laying down I, I was like my unit leader was talking about why he chose all of us like he was going through why he chose mm. each one of us to lead the teams and I was sitting there like with a uh, bronchitis and like a sinus infection I could barely breathe out of my nose or my mouth and like my throat was getting really tight and I was like looking up at the corner of the room like (sighs) I was like I can't breathe I can't breathe (laughs) so I laid down on the couch and they they brought the EMS eventually and they had me at like 120 beats per minute laying down my like pinky and my ring finger went numb on both hands and I was shaking and stuff they were like hey bud this uh this is all in your mind it's not I was like, what? <laughs> I thought I was dying or like having a seizure or wow. something. They're like, no, it's, it's, uh, you're just mentally, emotionally, you're just very stressed and yeah. you need to take it easy. So, um, got with a, this girl that I was in, like, enjoying the company of. We went on a walk. It was like negative three degrees in Iowa. It just sucks. Like everything's flat, so there's nothing to block the wind. (laughs) So we came back in after like five minutes. And the entire thing had a tunnel system too. Mm. So I just felt like claustrophobic and stuff. Then then like two days later, my baby mama called me. And she was someone that I never intended to get pregnant. Um, Then an older gentleman was like, oh, what? You don't know how that works? Like (laughs) as a joke. (laughs) So, you know, I had sex with my ex girlfriend and uh she told me that like there was no way it could have been anybody else that it was definitely mm-hmm. me because she hadn't slept with anybody else and so then uh i was in this government service program i had to decide if i was going to come back home or not and i just i talked to my dad i talked to my mom i talked to my ex i was like i was on the fence about just leaving the program but then i knew that ultimately i didn't want to be with her and I was like, I'm going to use this program as an opportunity to like learn how to take responsibility, be a father. And I really learned how to be a manager, how to be a supervisor. They called us a team leader. We weren't really leaders. We were managers, supervisors, getting great at paperwork, understanding how to like manage people's emotions and stuff. Because it was 18 to 24 year olds and I wasn't even the oldest one. Mm-hmm. And I was the team leader. So I was managing people who were older than me. And uh during that experience after I got back uh, and my daughter was born a month early uh, she had to go to Riley Children's Hospital because her lungs weren't working at all I was just like man I don't even know if I want this child which is like a tough thing to say as a dad now because I wouldn't give it up for anything right Um, and at the time I still didn't know what I wanted I was like maybe I'll go to California and do something with fitness I was like maybe I'll get out of Indiana maybe I'll go do something different with my life and that sort of thing but after I got back from AmeriCorps took some responsibility started seeing my daughter regularly uh, I, I was like I have to figure out how to provide for her and like pay child support and that sort of thing so yeah tried a lot of different jobs and learned a little bit of sales i mean i did car sales for a little bit i wasn't great at it but i like Mm -hmm. learned the principles behind of sales learned some principles behind of marketing that's where our bandit signs uh came came from was jd byrider i mean they use bandit signs a lot so started studying the science and strategy behind a winning and then was very fortunate to have a friend like dakota and got into real estate 
Nice. Well, uh, Dakota, I think uh, what Andrew's question to Tony, I think that could apply to you. I think you went through something pretty hard in your life right before this all started. I don't know if you're real public with it, um, but uh, how did you manage, you know, that situation while also starting up a, as of today, successful company? Uh, I think you're referring to the divorce. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to bring. I didn't want to say it and it be awkward or anything, but I'm pretty sure you're pretty public about it. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I was in car sales, working a lot of hours there, working every Saturday. You know, working 60 hours a week. Like, like I said, I was working a lot since I was 18, and um, I was I was married, and uh, you know, again, I grew up super poor, and so I always thought, ah, oh, you make six figures, and you, your life's going to be great. Mm-hmm. You know, like you're considered wealthy, and everything's just going to fall into place, and that's kind of what it felt like. And it also felt like a lot of my trauma and like the negative things that happened to me happened to me when I was young, and at least that's the way it was in my mind. All right, those things happen, and then like you know, like life happens to everybody, and the bad stuff happened when you're younger, and then now life's going to be really good. That's kind of the way that I thought in my mind, and then I was yeah. proving myself right by continuing. Like things just started going well, you know. I was working a job, I like you know was just like stepping. Then I had an awesome wife, and you know I thought my life was perfect. Mm-hmm. Then uh, so it was right in the midst of all that that the company started actually. Okay. Uh, so we had uh, like just started at that point. I, I think we I don't know if we did our first flip. It was it was right around the fir- time of the first flip. I don't remember if you remember if we were done with it or if we had three rentals or like I don't remember where it was at and it all. But it was right around all the same time that we opened the company. I think that's what really frustrated her too was that like she's like wait a second. So not only do you not have time now. But then you're gonna start another company. And then in my mind, that's the solution. You know, it's like, okay, hey, I'm working a lot of hours now, making good money, that life's great. But obviously, I wanna spend time with you too. So if I do this company, work really hard, it's gonna give me more free time. She wasn't mm-hmm. willing to wait, uh, it seemed like. And like, right. obviously, I abandoned her like an emotionally. Um, and so I wasn't there for her, I wasn't listening, I wasn't very uh, receptive to feedback to her feelings and I would tell her more about how she should feel as opposed to how she does feel. Um, So I definitely had some opportunities in that. While all that was going on um, and then she finally left me, then at that point uh, I went straight into working real hard. So like I thought I worked hard before. Well, dude, I was just like, all right, well, I'm feeling like garbage. So let me just not think about it at all and let me just go straight into work. So then I started working even more and pushing even harder and it kind of like numbed my pain. So I always talk about like there's a there's a healthy way to recover and there's a negative way to recover. Some people go to alcohol, they go to drugs, they go to Mm -hmm. different things. I went to work into working out. And so that was the way that I fixed my life. So it's a distraction. Exactly. Distraction. And so I think that people can have healthy distractions and other people will give you pats on the bat of like, hey, good job. Mm-hmm. You know, you're looking real ripped, you're looking jacked, and um, hey, good job, you know, you're building this business and stuff, and inside you're suffering, and nobody really knows it because you're just masking and you're hiding your emotions um, with positive things that other people will give you affirmation for. Right. Um, and so that's exactly what I did is, uh, um, I mean, maybe I'm still doing that a little bit to this day. Like, you know, I like, I just, and like, make sure that I don't have to think about things mm-hmm. so much and actually deal with my emotions and go through this stuff. But anyway, that's what I did. And then while going through all of that stuff, you know, I really did think about what's important. And then I, I, I went to uh, serving other people. Um, that helped me a lot. And then Jimmy, Jimmy, a good friend of mine, uh, helped me a lot through that time. And then we started a small group and then mm-hmm. got closer to my faith. 
that helped me through that time and helped like with again reminding myself of what's important and then uh helping other people was a big thing too we went and did villages of hannah which is like you know some different things downtown where like you help some uh just people in need and that helped me like stop thinking about myself so much too of like oh it's all about me which i think is important to still like go through your emotions think about yourself think about different things but also like if you're feeling hurt sometimes it's help it helps to like be helpful to other people yeah and uh yeah so that's what i did and then uh i mean now it's helped me to emotionally be able to deal with that stuff you know and i honestly if if i didn't do that i don't think that i'd be able to uh have the the emotions or like the uh connection that i even have with all of you guys because like i'd be thinking the same way which like you can still tell i get into that that mindset and that mode of uh like oh well hey like don't think like that you know yeah, don't yeah. don't feel yeah. like that when it's like dude you can't control how you feel mm-hmm. so i want to be receptive open and then really help with that so um yeah it was really an ego death and i had to go in introspective and really think about my life and where i wanted to go and what i wanted and then you know i still knew this aligned and then also when i commit to something and someone i feel like an obligation to do that all the way through and yeah. i committed that we're gonna do this and so yeah. then it's like all right we're gonna we're gonna power through so nice. that's awesome thank you for sharing that I love it. Um, I have one because, like, I I still honestly don't know, and I don't know if a lot of us know that we're here from this day or, like, since it happened, but, like, how did you you guys, like, even start connecting with Drew when you were going to, like, mentioning buying the rear, taking over the rear? Like, how did did that even, like, happen and just come up? Was it out of the blue? Were you guys already, like, previously talking about it? Like, how did... So, Walk us through how that happened. So Drew actually messaged me. Well, we can go back a little bit further. We met with Drew a couple times, Buffalo Wild Wings, yeah. sat down with him, asked him if we could get into the creating cash flow mastermind because he had created a situation where he had a market advantage and he kind of knew that like being the head of the real estate investors association that if he joined a mastermind people other people were going to join masterminds too he didn't want them to have ryan dossie's mastermind because he felt like it was one of the better ones and now we have it yeah well yeah we ended up we ended up uh joining ryan pineda's which was a blessing in disguise to be part of one that was scaling so hard Mm -hmm. so we met with drew a couple times he said like "Ah, i'm sorry i think i'm going to keep it to myself still and then we kind of let him know that like hey just out of respect for you we've always been friendly competition mm-hmm. and you know we'll still crush you if, if we both have a sales call coming in we're going to try and get out there first get it <laughs> under contract everything yeah. else but we're going to play fair too if yeah. you've been talking to somebody you had it under contract and then somebody tried to snake it from you we'll do what's right mm-hmm. so he respected our hustle he also respected our um ethics and and what we were about and then dakota started making some regular posts on social media that's when drew mm-hmm. reached out yeah so i was trying to find the text message and stuff while tony was telling that story <laughs> but um yeah basically uh I, I was just like posting a lot and that was when i was going through it it's so funny we're talking about breakups here apparently <laughs> sorry uh but that was a time when i was going through uh another ending of a relationship with with diana who i was with for like four years and that was very very difficult for me and so then i again i go back to reflection like reminding me myself who i am and like you know just like connecting with god more and like really going to that so then yeah i started posting a lot more of like my internal thoughts what i was struggling with what i'm going through and just like being vulnerable with people and like uh 
yeah, so I started sharing that, and then I think this is the text. Um, let me see. Uh, hey, man, I know that I've said this before, and I don't mean to be redundant, but I'm really impressed with your growth and maturity in the last six months, maybe longer, really good stuff, and it's really apparent. I watched the last podcast, Jordan, Bobby, and Logan with you, really good episode. I have an idea that I want to run past you sort of off the record. There's no rush, but if you're interested in getting together, just us two, or just the two of us, please let me know and we'll put it together. Mm-hmm. And then uh, that was on December 21st. And then I literally just showed up on December 21st. So after he said that, I was like, all right, mm-hmm. I'll go do it. And then uh, on December 21st at 6.30. So that was a that was December 21st at 3. And then December uh, 21st at 6.30 p.m. So apparently I went over there right away and talked <laughs> yeah, to him. Yeah. And then I said, hey, I talked to Tony and we're 100% in. And then he's like, you know, hey, I haven't talked about it on my end. But basically in that conversation, he just said, I've been thinking about this a while, have not ran it by anybody. I just, you know, I know you guys have been talking about starting your own thing for a long time. And so I want to see if you'd be interested in taking it over because obviously he has a lot bigger plans. He wants to do commercial. And again, it doesn't align with what he wants to do with his life. And so he also just wanted to just shut it down because he had a commitment to other people as well. And Mm -hmm. he's a man of his word. Mm -hmm. And so then I think that's really where it was like, okay, what's the best way that I could solve this for everybody? So it'd kind of be like me being like, hey, I don't align with LTD anymore, but I don't want to let you guys down, so I'm going to put somebody else in in my place, which is kind of like, honestly, the goal right now, because like, Mm. I do feel like right now, like, I love it, and this is where I want to be, and obviously, I'm going to give it my all while I'm here, but my goal is to have somebody else come in and then help run the ship and like, still do all this stuff, because like, I, I think that I'm a little bit past where I wanted to be. I wanted to stop this probably like a year ago yeah. and stuff. So, but I'm going to continue to grow and give everything I can while I'm here. But my goal would be to do the same thing that he's doing. It's like, hey, somebody else come in, take over, run this thing. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. So I think that's what he did. But yeah, that's basically the story is this. He's messaged me from all those posts, said, hey, you're interested. And then yeah. talked to Tony and there's a little bit more stuff that happened yeah. but we don't got to talk about yeah. all that i was gonna say i think i think most of us knew or like kind of the background because when you're making all those vulnerable posts and like mm-hmm. doing that consistently I, I knew that was some of it but i wasn't sure if there was like more behind just that which obviously we're not gonna talk about I it so maybe it. awesome well we're already at an hour so i figured i'd ask one last question for you guys all right hurry because i go to the bathroom That's okay <laughs> no, and, and it's one that you guys ask your guests usually on the show so you're on your deathbed you're 100 years old What's your message to the world, Tony and Dakota? Mine, uh, mine changed since the last time. I think I uh, can't remember. I, I asked, somebody asked me something similar not too long ago. My answer was different then. So my answer this time is more like a concept that I've been uh, repeating a lot lately. So Dakota's already heard it three times probably but it's um that i feel like there's two different aspects of god or two different aspects to the universe masculine and feminine and the masculine is responsibility and the feminine is empathy and i see this a lot in politics where like people who are a lot more woke are so interested in empathy that they don't understand that no one owes you anything you don't owe anyone anything like the world can be a very unforgiving place where like things just happen and, and it is what it is. And then empathy is more like that motherly love. And so it, even with responsibility, I was talking to somebody and they're like, I just don't think I agree with like that masculine energy at all. Mm-hmm. She kind of rejected a lot of men and was in a place where she just like didn't want to hear anything from men. And I was like, well, do you believe that 
other people's rights are your responsibility. Like you have a right to like, you, you have the responsibility to like speak up when you think somebody's rights are being violated in public. She was like, yeah, I do. And I was like, well, that's masculine energy right there. Like that's the caring father that steps in and says like, hey, don't hurt people kind mm-hmm. of thing. And so to me, it's like, you know, maybe uh, if, if it was just a billboard, it would say uh, empathy plus responsibility equals love. I love it. Yeah, I've not thought a lot about it. It's funny that we ask the question <laughs> a lot, but I don't really think about it. Right. Also, can you turn that camera? I texted you if you could turn that camera just a tad bit to this way. <laughs> to, to the left a little yeah, bit? Yeah, to the left, to your left. When you bumped it, it like went over, and then like I'm like cut out of this thing. <laughs> like the last, yeah, the last half of the it. interview. Yeah, yeah, I was like, well, I guess uh, this is what it <laughs> is now. That'll be good. Yeah. All right. Ish. See if you can grab the top of it and then turn it. Yeah, there you go. Just a tad bit. Good enough. There you go. <laughs> there, All right. Um, so my answer to to like a billboard, I guess, would be. Um, Man, I'm trying to think of no, like the okay. best way to phrase question. it. But uh, I would say, remember whose you are and who you are and remember what's important. Like that's that's something that I think about all the time whenever I'm running through stuff and like I start to question everything. I'm like, okay, who am I? Who is God? And like, what is important? Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times, like we think we know what we want to do in a certain situation, but we don't think about the bigger picture. Like what what are we actually doing whenever we do that? So... Um, I think that I think if you can answer those questions, who is God, who am I, and what's important, then I think that you can you can make some pretty dang good decisions. Mm, absolutely, I like that a lot. Yeah, that's, that's a great awesome. point. All right, well, that's sort of the end of the show. I know me and Andrew mm-hmm. still have tons of questions, so if this yeah, is something I, you guys wanted to do again, <laughs> yeah, I, I leave a comment either. or you guys, you know, let us know. But uh, I really enjoyed this, and um, we appreciate you guys having the time for us to ask you questions. Yeah. Yes, sir. Thank you. Yes, sir. Awesome. Thank See you, guys. guys. Peace. Peace out, guys. Woo!